All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 115. My name is Bagged Milk. I'm your host for the festivities. I am here with Tyler Uremchuk. Rick and Nation Dan, though I can't see Nation Dan, we're doing this over Zoom. He's having internet issues, so he's trying to reduce his lag. So all I see is two words that say Nation Dan. However, I do, I do still see Tyler Remchuk sporting a wonderful mustache and a sparkly gonna, shirt. Yep, sparkly Nike shirt, uh, mustache. I was going to get rid of it, but now I think it's kind of funny. Uh, the guys at my other job at 1260 have realized it finally. It took them until the last day of the month to realize that I was trying to grow a mustache. And today I said, Dusty, should I, should I get rid of it this weekend? And he said, I don't know. I wouldn't mind one more week of it. And I said, yeah, maybe you have a point. So we might go one more week here with the stash. Grow it. Keep rolling. Finish 2020 off, man. So Rick, like is the only one on this pod that cast that can legitimately grow a mustache. What do you think mm-hmm. what Tyler's got going on right now? It's not bad. It's uh, I'm enjoying the middle part there where it's, there's He's got like the nothing nuge going on. Yeah. I don't know how he does that. It's uh, it looks a lot like it looked like last, uh, last Friday though. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a little bit darker. I'm telling you. I say you, keep, I say you keep rolling with it, man. Right. I, if I were you, I'd work on your French accent. Mm, yeah. Maybe just ask, see the missus if she's got like some mascara or something. You can just thicken that baby up a little bit. She now refuses to give a take when I ask her if it should come or go. Because she's like, if I say I like it, you go, oh, really? So you want me to go facial hair? And I give her like a whole guilt trip about how like don't say I can't grow facial hair, blah, blah, blah. And if she says it should go, I say, oh, really? So you're saying I can't grow facial hair, eh? You think I'm ugly? Um, so she doesn't answer questions about it anymore. Dan, you're <laughs> like me. You can't grow a mustache. What, what happens to being a baby face is being a positive thing? It is. 
Her favorite oiler is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. She thinks he's cute. So I am 35 years old. I can't grow a mustache, even though I made a pact with Satan. That keeps me looking fresh <laughs> and young, you know? Tyler, thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yes. As always, I want to start off Oilers Nation Radio by looking to our friends at Sherwood Ford for a giant question of the week. But first, if you are getting in the mood to winterize your vehicle, which you should, maybe some new tires on there, winter tires. I know it's nice right now, but it won't always be. Oil change, get things, maybe uh, ooh, mm-hmm. maybe get them to clean it out for you. Nice detailing. Maybe you just want a new Bronco, Tyler. I think that'd be really nice. Head on out to Sherwood Park, Alberta. Get yourself a new vehicle or the service you need for the winter months here in Edmonton. Check them out on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Mr. Uremchuk, what is our giant question of the week? Our Sherwood Ford giant question of the week. It is centered around the Oilers top six. And I want to know, what should the Oilers top six look like on opening day? What would you be rolling, rolling out there if the season started tomorrow? What should Dave Tippett do with his line combinations in the top six? Um, yeah, who wants to take this one first? I'm going to start off line by line. So we're just like, we're going to go Connor's line first. Well, I'm going to assume Connor's line one. Rick, who are you starting on the left side there? Uh, you're going to go with, you know, I'm going to switch it up a bit and go a little bit different just because I really like that line last year. So I'm going to put Cahoon on that first line. I'm going to put Cahoon on the left side of Connor for the, for the start. And on the right side? Uh, I know it's going to sound a little favoritism, but it's a, a pie in the sky of hope, uh, hope a bit, though. But I'm mm-hmm. putting Pooley Arby there. Wow. I think he just has, I think he just has more offense than uh, he has more offense, offensive ceiling than Cassian. And I'm not, obviously, everyone knows who the second line is then. So, and I didn't want to touch the second line. So it's about first and third lines. And Cahoon and Pooley I think, are just our two best uh, offensive options on that not touching the second line. Mr. Dajan, Dan, I'm coming to you next. We are starting with the first line. Uh, so Rick's got Cahoon on the left, Pugliarvi on the right. Second line then would be Nuge, Drysidle, Yamo. What say you, sir? I'm going to go on my left side, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's uh, with Connor, Connor, that is? Yes, with Connor, okay. Connor in the middle. And then on my right side, I'm going to start the season with Cassian but I don't think that he's going to stay there forever. Interesting. Okay, so on Mr. Nation Dan's, you've got Nuge, Connor, Cass, Stubborough starting on line one. Tyler, what do you think? I, I'm going to agree with Rick. I want to keep that Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto, Dryside line together because I think they could draw... They could draw the attention of the other team's top pairing, and that could give Connor some easier minutes. And using Connor as a second-line center gives him softer matchups, so I'm not worried about not giving him a great winger, which Nugent Hopkins is. I'm worried about keeping that elite line together with Yamo, Dry, and Nuge, and I'm going with Connor McDavid on the left side. I'm going with Tyler Ennis. I like his puck retrieval. I like his ability to forecheck. I think he can do for that line what Kyler Yamamoto did for the Nugent Hopkins dry sidle pairing. So I'm going Ennis on the left side, McDavid down the middle. On the right side, I'm going to stick Cassian to start the year. I want to give him a look there. I mean, he was scoring at close to a 20-goal pace with McDavid last season. So I'm keeping Cassian on the right. Honorable mention, a healthy James Neal intrigues me on Connor McDavid's line again. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to finish, I'm going to try to be different, I guess. Uh, I will go with maybe Cahoon oh. up on the left side with Connor and then Cassian on the right side because like Tyler said he did have a good run with Connor there last year and then I just I just 
Dave Tippett, I know you're listening to our line combinations here, and I know you need our advice on a weekly basis, which is why we record this podcast in the first place. So I think for three of us, we're just saying, please keep that second line together. I'm actually going to change my answer. Oh, what? now that I now oh. that I think about it, because I forgot, and there's the often forgot guy, Uh-oh. Mr. Million Dollar himself, Tyler Ennis. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm with you guys on on keeping that that power line together on the second line, and you slide Tyler Ennis up into that left hand spot with with McDavid, and I think you give those guys some time to work together, and you're going to have. We don't have a lot of time six. this year, though. Let's not yep. forget, we're looking yep. at a no, 56 probably max game season. No, yeah. I know, but I think, I think Ennis means- showed that he's already working with McDavid. I think it's, Every game I think it's just kind of working. Yeah. And I think that like to Dan's point, I wonder if there's going to be, we talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, how I personally think this is the best depth the Oilers have had in their top nine in a long time. And I wonder, because like Rick said, every game's worth more. I wonder how tight the leash is going to be on some of these line combos. Yeah. You want them to gel, which is why I think that new Dramoto line needs to stay together. But on Connor's left side, for example, I wonder what the difference would be for Tippett between a Cahoon and an Ennis. Both guys can put the puck in the net. Both guys had roughly the same goal production last year before the pause. That's a good problem to be in, no? Tyler? It's I think so. And I mean, it's better. Yeah, I think that's a part of it too with McDavid, but we've seen McDavid have success with guys who don't skate well. Patrick Maroon being the shining example of that. Um, to me, the big thing is just that third line. And you mentioned Puglia Yarvi having that offensive upside, Rick. I'm interested to see what his offensive upside can can bring to the third line. You play him yeah, that's crazy. with Cahoon. You have Cahoon. Yeah, you have Cahoon down there too. That's, and Cahoon that's... is a bit more of a playmaker, right? So he, like, he's always had more assists than goals, which I know isn't like a rare thing or anything like that. But he's always been a, a good playmaker. So you put him with Puglia Yarvi and Turris. And I think, again, having Ennis up on that top line is a good fit. But that third line, that really intrigues me having that trio down there. And then your fourth line, like you go Kyra, Neil, and Archibald, <laughs> which is still like that. Kyra and Neil were very good in the qualifying round. That's a solid. That's a, like, I think if that's your fourth line, and I know the boots on James Neal aren't quite what they used to be, but to mm-hmm. his credit, he did have a broken toe for a big chunk of last season. So I think if that's your fourth line, you're in a pretty good spot. You've uh, been in a lot worse. I don't oh, think you're expecting there's going to be a lot worse. We're actually going to talk about that. I've got a bag milk hypothetical coming up in a minute that we're going to talk about some of the weirdness that's going on with the others, but sorry, Dan, I cut you off. That's okay. I don't think that, yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly about our fourth line. I don't think you're expecting speed from a fourth line. You just need a, a fourth line that can grind down a little bit and hopefully Kara brings that physicality. We know Archibald does cause he's just a little firecracker of a player. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those neat questions for, like you said, bag milk with our top, our top end uh, talent being so high. And that third line is going to be, you know, is going to be players that you can slide up into the lineup, hopefully throughout the season. So the depth is just unbelievable. Um, Yeah. It's a great problem that we have. You do want speed on that fourth line though. We've been, we've been the, uh, the victims of that plenty of times, right? Where our guys just have no boots and these little guys fly right past us and they're, you know, they're almost helpless out there. So having, you know, and I, JJ can skate. He's not the fastest, but he can skate. I think Archibald uh, handles it very well. You have Haas down there. Um, Neil obviously has been slower most of his career. So he knows exactly how to, you know, make the most of it. Um, I, there's a guy out there like, uh, like chase on, I don't see him fitting in the, top 12 top 14 like they're gonna have to have a bit of a rotation 
Like, well, that's what I want to ask. I want to. So right now, I'm looking at some of the the depth chart on DailyFaceoff.com. I can't personally see, barring injury, a scenario where Josh Archibald comes out of the lineup. I, I just, I Dave like him too much, man. And he, and he kills him. penalties. He kills penalties. He moonlights with Connor when he needs. I again, it's, I'm not saying that's the best idea, but he goes up there and he gives it his all whenever he needs to. So personally, I can't see a scenario where he comes out of the lineup. However, Kara, he kills penalties. That's going to give him probably more leash than maybe some of the others. But we're looking at there's Chieson, there's Gaetan Haas, there's Joachim Nygaard. How is that going to work? We've got a log jam here that we haven't necessarily had in a long time. They're NHL caliber players that won't get into the lineup every night. The Oilers' fifth line, you could argue, will be better than what we've seen out of their third line at points over the last, like, four or five years, right? Like, Haas, Nygaard, on that's a decent line. And they're going to be the Oilers' extra skaters, in my opinion. But you can't, you can't keep all three of them unless they change the roster somehow, right? They, uh, yeah, and I think Nygaard, in my opinion, would likely be the odd man out. Um, now, if you, if you do ship him out, at what point does he just grab a suitcase and go back home? Yeah, maybe there was, that, there was that fear. There was that fear last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, if these guys get shipped down to the AHL, they may just grab their thing, say, "Hey, thanks a lot, I'm out." Um, that that would be interesting know? for Nygaard. Um, I I think again, the NHL is probably gonna. There's probably gonna be a scenario where you're allowed to carry a couple extra guys and have too. a taxi squad. So then in that case, like Nygaard or Chase on having them on there, like isn't a big deal because you're probably gonna be yeah. able to bring them up and down as much as you want. That's what I think too. I think like just with COVID, the way if you're looking and, at what's going on in Finland, if you're going looking at what's going on in the NFL, the uh, baseball before that, I just think they're going to have extra guys around. Your taxi but, squad? Are you, these guys playing in the AHL? Or are they just doing what they, we normally do in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I would. Where I would we think, have like the Black Aces. They're practicing, but that's really all they're getting. That's my guess is Black Aces style. Just because Probably. of this scenario, I think they would just have to come up with a different kind of idea. Even from the perspective of like you're seeing what's going on with the quarterbacks like in Denver in the NFL, you might want to keep four or five guys and a goalie like away from your team. Like keep all that and one goalie away from your team, never even really in the dressing room at the same time unless they're playing a game kind of thing in case like there is a COVID outbreak on your your squad and you got a healthy scratch five or you got to scratch five guys because they might be close contacts or something like that. And like a couple goalies got to be scratched. You have that extra group. Tyler, for the hockey boys like me that don't necessarily pay attention to the NFL all that much, please explain the Denver scenario. <laughs> so basically what happened last Sunday with Denver was the NFL's policy is if obviously you have a, if you're COVID positive, you need to go on the COVID reserve list. And if you're a close contact, i.e. we're in the same room as the guy for an extended period of time or anything like that, you also need to go on the list for I think it's like five days. So ahead of Denver's game last Sunday, one of their backup quarterbacks, like their third string, tested positive. But since he was doing quarterback meetings and they weren't wearing masks at these meetings, all of their quarterbacks had to go on the reserve list. So they went into their game last Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, having to bring up a wide receiver from their practice squad who used to play quarterback in college. And he was their quarterback for the game. He ended up going like one for 13 with two interceptions, I think. Uh, not <laughs> great. Imagine- can you imagine is like the oh, this happens to the Oilers and Dave Tippett looks around the room he's like all right boys which one of you fuckers has played a net before <laughs> right, it's like Russell someone raises Brady. their hand Chris yeah. Russell get him in there oh Chris Russell he's to, like he's been dying for this opportunity <laughs> and just to put the context on that too like Tyler said it, it was four quarterbacks so they went four yeah. deep into their depth charts so that's you know 
that you're talking about Stuart Skinner starting an NHL game for us kind of thing. Like it's well, they couldn't yeah. they couldn't bring anybody in, right? Because if you sign somebody off the off the uh, waiver wire, they need a five day. They need a COVID test. Yeah. Well, you'd have an e bug. It would be a, an e bug for sure. You know who? Some kind uh, of situation. You know who my pick is if that happens to the Oilers because the Broncos wanted to bring in. Uh, they wanted to bring in one of their assistant coaches. They wanted to sign him, and they were like, "Can he be our quarterback?" And the NFL is like, "Not a fucking chance." But maybe the Oilers <laughs> look at uh, local goalie coach Curtis Muka, and there you go. He he was the emergency backup for the Oilers on a couple of occasions. Uh, so maybe you go get Curtis Muka, throw him between the pipes. Why not? Keep them around, Oilers. Uh, that's this conversation is probably why TP Thief gave us a five star review, despite saying you're a hypocrite. You complain the NHL is getting uh, getting cute teasing the reverse retro jerseys, and then you do the exact same with the Black Friday gear. Release it now or else from TP Thief. But fantastic podcast, five star review. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, TP Thief. Um, much like TP Thief says this is a fantastic podcast, our friends at Skip the Dishes offer a fantastic service. Any cuisine you can imagine, our friends at skipthedishes.ca are there for you. It's Friday night. Maybe you want to get yourself a little, a little wobbly, but you don't want to go out into the world. You can have them bring liquor to your house. They do that now. You'll have to show ID through the door, but you can get booze now. Tyler? If you were going yes. to order some booze right now from skipthedish.ca, what would you get? Nation beer. thousand percent. <laughs> you could also get yourself any kind of cuisine you want. Maybe you do a tour of all kinds of flavors because we can't travel right now. So maybe I'll get something from different countries. Dan, if you were going to order one food item from skipthedish.ca right now, what would it be? Well, I mean, the easy answer is going to be uh, Oodle Noodle, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that they get Costco on the uh, the old repertoire there soon. Dollar fifty dog. The next one. Yeah. Oh, imagine paying way imagine more for the, the delivery. Of, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got to get you got to you got to get the package of them and then cook them yourself. Then, but that's not going to be worth it at a buck fifty. Or you're paying like ten bucks for that hot dog. But, or you're going to be getting a lot of hot dogs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. Right yeah, yeah. There, Milk. You get the groceries delivered there. Yeah. Now. Delivery is the best. Skip the dishes. Thank you for what you do. Today's Friday. I'm feeling lazy. I'm going to order. I've, I've, I can see it already. I'm going to order 10 pounds of Chinese food, and I'm going to eat it for the next four days. And it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be courtesy well, of our I'm friends at Skip the Dishes. And speaking of Skip the Dishes, I shared the, the tweet with you guys there, but they released some statistics from their Alberta uh, oh, orders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the most expensive Alberta order in 2020 so far has been Please, $900. Go ahead. Including three bottles of Dom Perignon. Hell yeah. Wait, 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 wait. That's $900 <laughs> with three bottles of Dom on there? It included three bottles, yes. Uh, and how much is a retail bottle of Dom, Rick? Like a buck fifty, buck seventy-five, I think. Because it's about three hundred in the in the restaurants. So you're you're usually not you're usually adding it up around that too. So yeah, it's gotta be probably just under two hundred. Dan, what else? So I'm is really there? curious to see what the rest of that uh, order looked like. The hero amongst us. There's one Albertan who has ordered 962 times in 2020. My question. Oh, yeah, 962. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see evidence. Day. I want to see evidence. That's silly. I have a funny well, feeling. This is like a family that is sharing an account, right? Absolutely. I guess still gotta lot, be. There's still a lot of orders. I just. I know. Yeah. You know. I'm picturing a scenario where, you know, Mumsy orders herself a soup or something like that. You know what I mean? Skip the dishes. Driver one shows up to deliver said soup. And then little Sasha, she decides she wants a poutine. 
and she orders a poutine and driver two shows up and then they acknowledge each other with like one of those like jeep people do it motorcycle people do it when they do that little wave something like that i'm not just skip the dishes drivers have something similar as well uh anyway skip the dishes.ca friday night or saturday whenever you listen to this get yourself something to eat it's delicious i do it every uh, sunday afternoon when i watch football can- what, what's the plan for uh, Sunday foosball this, this week? Okay, so, so my ritual, I wake up. Uh, I usually get up and going by about 9 o'clock. I'll usually relax, do some stuff around the house. Then 9 o'clock, it's football mode. I'm studying. I'm getting my prep ready, DraftKings lineups. All my bets are in. And then I watch the first half of the games, and I go on skip the dishes. I order my food, and then right around when the games are ending, I get my food brought in, I eat, the next round of games starts. It's a great ritual. And last week, I ordered a like uh, it was like a barbecue place and I got a sandwich where I could mix pulled pork with brisket. Oh, forget about living. it. That's good living. That is great living. Apologies to our vegan listeners, if there are any, for Tyler's <laughs> habits. Yes. Uh, Elliot Friedman <laughs> caused a little stir yesterday on the old tweet machine when he reported that four teams now, now looking like more are looking at the possibility of holding outdoor games so that they can get some fans in the building. a la football. Uh, the original list was Anaheim made me laugh given the climate Boston, Los Angeles again, made me laugh given the climate and Pittsburgh. So gentlemen, uh, this is a hypothetical uh, to me. I think this is kind of like horse before the cart or put the horse before the cart stuff. We don't even have a season to plan for yet. So let's get that crossed off first, but in the spirit of the topic and of the question, if you had the ability to go to an outdoor game, I've only been to one in Winnipeg. It was a long fucking bus ride to get there. Uh, if you had the ability to go to an outdoor game anywhere in the NHL that you could actually see pulling this off. Like to me, Los Angeles doesn't make sense because yes, they've had an outdoor game before, but how many times can you really keep that ice going in their California climate? Same with Anaheim. It would just be a sloppy mess. You would need somebody there. You'd probably burn another hole in the ozone layer, as Jay said yesterday on Real Life Podcast. Gentlemen, Rick, I'm going to start with you. Where would be the best place for an outdoor game? Or just a series of outdoor games like they're planning? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, it really comes down to what, um, what stadium, I suppose, you really want to go check out. Uh, in terms of if we're packing that place full of fans, I know they did one out of the, uh, the big house in Michigan, and you got almost 100,000 people in there. That atmosphere has to be absolutely phenomenal um personally uh, you know it's just down the road man let's, let's put them in commonwealth we've got the uh we've, we've got the weather for it you know we've got uh, a stadium where um what is it just like fifty-seven thousand? i think it fits something like that you could probably space out at least the amount of people that get to get into rogers i think I don't really know. I mean, everybody stays masked up and whatnot. You, if you can get 15,000 people in there, why not? And it's close to home and we got to go. So, yeah, I'm sorry, everybody else in every other city, but uh, I want it here. I want The only problem to go. I see in Edmonton is if we're looking at a late January start, mid-late January, that's... <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Back in, 03, back in 03, that was freezing fucking cold. Trust me, I was remember. there for both games. I was outside for like seven or eight hours. So, yeah, it's cold. It sucks. But if you tell me I can do it for two, two and a half, <laughs> let's, let's fire away, buddy. They, look at this. Think about all the new insulated gear they have. It's That's been, cool. what, 17 years? You get some of that, uh, that base layer arm, arm, Under Armour stuff. You get some other stuff. Well, buddy, you can stay warm nowadays. No problem. Get, uh, I've got a buddy who works for Edmonton Fire Department. He just got himself like a $600 pair of boots because he has to work outside all the time in the winter. Yeah, dude. Those babies. 
warm toesies. Mr. Nation, Dan, any spot in the NHL you think can pull this off? Or like Rick said, maybe just in a, a stadium, you'd love to check out for some outdoor games. Well, I mean, we've, we've, uh, we've hinted at it before when it comes to, you know, lost time due to COVID. And I think being able to watch a hockey game in Las Vegas in a stadium outdoors would be an absolute blast. Again, climate um, makes me laugh, though. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and, I and think we that, can't do the rest of the stuff in Vegas, so that's what hurt our feelings. And <laughs> well, where's Brooke I, at? Oh, that's a good question. No, Brooke I doesn't think, like the cold. Yeah, exactly. Brooke doesn't like the cold. It was 25 degrees and she was wearing two hoodies. That's crazy. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's it's a it's a different world for Canadians when we think about the temperature down south. But uh, but yeah, I, I think being able to experience a hockey game within an NFL stadium would be a lot of fun. Tyler, if you're confused, Brooke was our uh, she came. She helped us at the pool one time when we rented a gazebo in Vegas. And oh, she nice. was our yeah. VIP cabana attendant. And there you go. She was an angel. Um, Brooke. She is my first version hot performer of the week. Brooke from Vegas, wherever you are. Thank you. Shout out. The places that make the most sense to do this are somewhat <laughs> cold weather cities. <laughs> the places that make somewhat cold weather cities or just places with retractable roofs. Like think about Vancouver and even Toronto. If they were to outfit the Sky Dome, you know, you throw the stadium, awesome. throw the stadium in the middle. You can keep it somewhat climate controlled with the roof closed, even in Vancouver, right? Big stadium there, retractable roof. And then when you want need to bring in fans, you just open up the dome like an hour before the game starts. You bring in your socially distanced fans and it would work pretty well in those places. Um, but at the same time, I think this is ridiculous. Pierre Lebrun added a couple other teams that were somewhat interested. Uh, Nashville, hilarious. Carolina, hilarious. And Dallas, also hilarious. Like these warm weather cities want to try to do this. And I know you're going to make some money, but... One, it's going to cost a ton to keep that ice going all the time. Exactly. Two, you're going to need the players to agree to this. And I don't know how many players are going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. For this little bit of money that's going to be spread out amongst the other teams because it'll be hockey-related revenue. Like, to get all of that, to have to play your games outside. Also, like, I mean, integrity of the game here. You can't have eight teams playing 24 home games outside and some teams that'll go the year playing no games outside. Like, it just... It doesn't make sense. You can't be doing it. This is ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's a nice little I, fun exercise, but no, not a chance. You're crazy, Tyler. You absolutely can play games outside. It doesn't, that doesn't change anything. It's, we're talking about it being in a pandemic. And if anything, it gives the ability to have some fans and some revenue coming into the league. Like, like we can teams, keep, we maybe. Have the, we have the ability to have these, this ice created. The Ducks and the Kings were talking about doing it together. So you, you can look at Tampa and Florida and have them do something together. Like there's opportunity here for, for real butts to be in real seats for the league to be able to make some money. I think it's an absolutely viable thought to have, you know, at least to explore it and see if it's something that can work. Cause you could have people in the stadium watching if you, the games. If you want to work in a few of them, sure. <laughs> but you're not having a team play all 24 games outside, Dan, how many outdoor games have we been ha seen where there's weather delays where oh, it's too cold. It's snowing. I was one. It's it too, sunny. it's too warm. It the ice is too sunny, too sunny. This is sun delay. And like it, it, only, it gave us two hours to get blackout drunk. <laughs> but like, great. there you go. You're going to have games that are getting canceled because of COVID. Then you're going to have games that are getting canceled because of fucking weather. And we're going to have to end up extending. The no, it's a shit show. They're not doing this. This is dumb. We may get we may get daytime games, though, then. It'll I like that Tuesday afternoon at one o'clock in the afternoon. I like that. 
kicking our feet up and watching the Oilers and the Flames somehow. You see Tyler's face perk up when you said afternoon games because he's <laughs> yeah, like one of the lucky ones where he's like, <laughs> gotta... oh, I would get to watch more sports during the day. Maybe another TV <laughs> in the living room. Did I tell you I had to take the TV out of my living room? What? How many you got there now? Just one? Just, just one. And then the other one, because so in the you area caved, where it usually stays. You caved, um, bro. No, I didn't cave. The Christmas tree had to go up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so the Christmas tree went up in the living room. So now the TV had to go into the den for a while and, uh, I bring it, I'm allowed to bring it out for Sunday football. I just have to put it away at the end of the day. <laughs> oh my God. You went from three yeah, TVs a, down to one. Yeah. That's a compromise um, though. Yeah. It's a compromise for the Christmas season. And then when, you know, next year, when football starts up again, I'll allow to have them, have them out full time. When, when, the, when does the tree come down though? Cause you know, right after Christmas, right around Christmas, if it's still the World same, juniors? it's bowl season. Both yeah, world juniors, and it'll be world bowl season. We're still gonna have NFL gone. Like that tree's got yeah. to come down before New Year's. We're gonna need all three <laughs> TVs set up. Uh, Boxing Day, it's coming down. I, I'm a good Ukrainian boy, so I got to keep it up for Ukrainian Christmas. So what's, what's that? January, uh, I it's somewhere between the seventh and tenth, probably this year. I don't know the exact date. <laughs> Do you say you're uh, a good Ukrainian? <laughs> yeah, I don't know when the Christmas is. <laughs> it's between uh, this day and but this in day. January. I'll probably want the second TV back. That's a good point. What is the latest? I'm now I'm thinking about it. What is the latest you've ever kept a tree up? When I first moved into my apartment, Tyler, I was probably your age, and I think I kept my tree up until March because I was just lazy. That's fair. <laughs> tree, do, tree. do you like flick the lights on every day too? Oh, you know it. I mean, if there's if there's pretty lights to look at, I want to look at them. That's fair. Yeah, I left my tree up for the uh, the Vancouver Olympics in 2010 at my condo that I owned. So I had my tree and my lights up outside and I could program the lights to go gold when Canada won the gold. It was perfect. Oh, that's actually really cool then. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't like almost jinxed us, it sounds like to me. Oh, that, that <laughs> no, is. No, I was just doing exactly what it? they were doing in Vancouver with the gold light. Oh, I don't remember the gold light. Yeah, they lit up the, the Olympic rings in the bay, um, Vancouver Bay, every time Canada won a gold. That's cool. I was in I was in Southeast Asia at that time, so I was probably drunk off very cheap alcohol and smoking Fair enough. cigarettes because they sold singles over there, Dan. Fair enough. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank our friends also at Cornerstone Insurance. Tyler, do you have anything going on with them today? They're just, again, I think about the interviews that we've done courtesy of our friends at Cornerstone mm-hmm. Insurance, and they've been great. They've been really great. So thank you to those fine folks for hooking us up with some people to talk to on Oilers Nation Radio. Cornerstoneins.ca, I believe, is where you can check them out online. Solid protection. Cornerstone Insurance. Good local company. You know, you should always, always be looking to support local. Shopping local. Cornerstoneins.ca, yep. I want to change gears here a little bit. Um, every weekend on The Nation, I do a little thing. I'm call, I just call it random thoughts. It's basically I'm just ripping off Elliot Friedman, but he's way more talented. So I just put some <laughs> things that are rolling around in my brain into an article and post it up on the site either Saturday or Sunday. And this week I was cruising around looking for stuff to write about when I noticed an old friend, Timu Hardikainen. He is currently leading the KHL in points. And it just made me think about, oh, Rick, you're going to need to help me out with some years on this one. Timu Hardikainen, like I feel like that was in the Tom Rennie era somewhere around there. And yeah, he's I feel supposed you're to be right. like a big fin coming in. We love our fins in Edmonton. Oh, yeah. Hard nosed winger. Big fin Hard nosed winger. Hard nosed winger that was supposed to make an impact. And I remember loving the idea of this. I loved it. Timu Hardikainen was going to come and save this franchise. Obviously, it didn't work, it didn't happen <laughs> that way. So, my question for you boys 
is when you look back on some of the, the, the answers to use nation vernacular, if you look back on some of the old days, some of the players that you had high hopes for, and I'm not talking about like, I mean, maybe you could put Neil Yakupov in there, I guess. Sorry, Neil, to include you in this. Very, very upset. Um, but the team who that you can think of that just didn't make it work. So over the course of, actually, that was pretty good, Rick. 2010 was his first stint in the league with the Oilers. Uh, he played 52 career games, six goals, seven assists for 13 points before bouncing full-time to UFA in the KHL where he's played his entirety. He's got 34 points in 27 games right now. With he was only here one season? Uh, he played parts of three seasons. Oh, 12 okay. games, 17, 23 games. So, oh, because he, 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 he must have been up and down, eh? Yep, yeah. up and down. Uh, Oklahoma at the time. Oh, my bad. Oklahoma at the time. So who is your Timu Hardikainen? If you've got somebody <laughs> that you look at and you're like, fuck, I thought oh. this guy was really going to be the answer. He was really going to sort it out. I remember, you know, if more recently you could look at Ty Ratty. He had some success <laughs> with Connor and people were like, all right, Ty Ratty's the answer. Well, Coombs, he came up with that one. Uh, is there somebody that who's your team who hard to kind in Rick? Do you have some time? Put your feet up. <laughs> this is gonna be an hour long conversation. I'm gonna, I have to, uh, I've got them both written down here. And you know what? I gotta go with the first one. It must have been early 2000s. Alexei Miknov. Oh, fuck yeah. Eighth overall pick for the Oilers, Alexei Miknov. Yeah, yeah. Like he had some, there were some comparisons about everything about him and, uh, and, and Malkin. So we were like, we were, you had to get that big Russian, that, that big guy. And didn't he have some defecting issues or something like that too? I don't know. There was something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I got on board right around that guy. We needed that big type of player and this big physical offensive uh, offensive guy. And I was all, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got half a page here of other names. But I just, you know, closed my eyes and picked one. But yeah, we'll, we'll go with Meeknoff here and... I actually want to know what else is on your list, but I actually fucked it up. So Mikanov was a 17th overall pick in 2000. And in 2006, 2007, he played two games with the Edmonton Oilers. He is right after, after Malkin started doing his thing too. There was, there were some comparisons there. <laughs> and the, he has not played in a couple of years, uh, wrapped up in the KHL in 2018, 2019. I guess he is 38 years old at this point. That is a great <laughs> one. Um, I'm going to come back to your list. Rick, because I would love to know what else is on there. Tyler, <laughs> who is your answer that just never quite played it? I bit pretty hard it. on Ty Ratty. I'll admit yeah. that. I was like, yep. you know, he could be, hit, you know, McDavid's Kunitz. Here we go. Local boy. Um, so I bit pretty hard on Ratty. I'll admit that. Uh, Magnus PRV was another one who like I loved. And, and I mean, I think yep. we all probably overhyped MPS a little bit, but I, I definitely thought that guy, like there was a point. I mean, I was very young in my Oilers fandom, but I was like, he might be the best out of all of them. Like, I, I thought MPS was it was going to be more of an answer than maybe he was. It's funny you say that because in 2007, 2008, that was, or sorry, 2010, 2011, uh, I apologize. That was his rookie season in the NHL. And I went to a preseason that game that year against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Magnus Pyarvi Svensson popped himself a hat trick. And I remember looking at him going, just like you, Todd this guy could be the best of the three being Hall, Eberle, and Payarvi. And oh boy, did I swing and miss on that one. Magnus Payarvi currently playing with Yaroslava Locomotive in the KHL. He's got three goals and eight assists for 11 points in the K. Uh, not great. 467 total games in the NHL, 62 goals, 62 assists. 
424 points. Mr. Nation Dan, who is your the answer that just really did not work out? Do you have something that comes oh, to mind? Oh, yeah. There's there's one, and I'm sure it's on Rick's list, but uh, 2004, we walked up onto the stage at whatever, whatever city that was, oh, and we drafted number 25 overall, Rob Shrimp. And Man, I was I was a kid, young kid, you know, on the internet learning how to do photoshops. And I remember making a photoshop that was past Gretzky, present Ryan Smith, future Rob Shrimp. Like I just thought that this kid was gonna come. <laughs> That's a great one. He was gonna come in and absolutely destroy for us. You know, he he the year after we drafted him, he had 90 points in with the London Knights. And then the year after that, he had 145 points with the London Knights thought you know there's no way that we miss on this one comes into the ahl and plays with wilkes bar scranton because we didn't have an ahl team that year and had 53 points that year and just thought you know the sky was the limit for this kid and uh well we know how that all ended up and with his six games or seven games total for the oilers in his entire career but yeah rob shrimp i had high hopes you know he had the hands he had everything except for the skating and uh, well, we've had a chance to to speak to him on the podcast, yep. and he was a great uh, a great interview. But yeah, Rob Shrimp was my my one great hope for this so, team. Rob Shrimp in total, Dan was right. He played seven total games with the Edmonton Oilers, got three assists over that time. Went on and played a couple of uh, of seasons with the New York Islanders, and then wrapped up in Atlanta before moving on to he bounced around Europe a little bit and if you I'll link it in the article that goes up on OilersNation.com for this specific podcast if you haven't heard the interview with Rob Trump he gets very candid about where he thinks went wrong, where he thinks and believes things went wrong in his career and it was an interesting conversation he was a lot of fun to talk to um, before we wrap this up though I need to go back to Rick's list I need to know what else is on there my friend who else you got okay first qu- first question who was that big left winger from uh, from the oil Kings that we that we wanted Mitch Moraz yeah there we go he was one too second but uh, if you guys are sitting that. down here Bogdan Yakimov oh Bogdan <laughs> that's sweet he's still my I gotta pull up some I gotta pull up some stats for Bogdan Yakimov because I remember that guy was he's- like he's a brick shit house and I remember having <laughs> I remember having the uh, high hopes for him as well. So in 2014, 2015, Bogdan Yakimov, he was he spent the majority of his time in Oklahoma, played one game with the Oilers that year. No points in that one. Who else you got? He's Rick? still he's still on our he's still a part of our roster, eh? Yeah, he can come back whenever he's he on wants. Puck, he's on Puckpedia right now under the Oilers. He um, is uh, 2021. He is playing with St. Petersburg in the KHL. He's got s- six games played, no points. Who else you got? Uh, Curtis Hamilton. Oh, fuck. Yeah, another left winger there. He went Team Canada. You know, they, they kept telling us this, this guy is going to be there. Mark Antoine Pouliot. MAP. Low tide. Shout out low tide. Exactly. And you want to know, a... uh, before we move on really quickly, I want to tell you a quick story about Curtis Hamilton because I was pulling it up. I didn't want to fuck up the name because I wanted to make sure I got it right. So right now he's currently playing for the Belfast Giants. And our boy Coomsey yeah. did some communications work for the Belfast Giants when he was living over in Ireland. And he said he got to have a cocktail with Curtis Hamilton. And Hamilton admitted how much it still bothers him that he felt like he let the Oilers down because he was a second round pick, 48th overall, and just never managed to make it. He got in never one game in 2014, him. 2015, one game with the Oilers. He got five pims, got in a scrap that night, it seems like. Uh, but nothing else, and he just couldn't quite make it. And I thought it was interesting that he did tell Cam, because Cam said he works for Oilers Nation, that it still bothers him he couldn't 
quite. I got, I got, I got one more here, and this was Brandon. this is a, def- a defenseman from a very, very good London Knights team. Oh, I think he I was. He was. He was an integral part of this team playing defense, and Danny Savret. Uh, I thought Danny Savret. I, you know, the, everybody on this team was so damn good, and here's just another part. Bang, we get him. Here we go. We're getting that defense uh, locked up. It's so been. Danny's- Danny Savret in his been an up and down relationship for years and years and years. <laughs> this whole draft system. Danny Savret in his last year in London put up 69 points in 62 games. So that's the kind of been like, Whoa, fuck the Oilers got a guy who can put some points up 2005, 2006. He made his Oilers debut played in 10 games. Didn't get in uh, no points there. 2006, 2007, he got into 16 games and that was all she wrote with the Oilers organization. He bounced around. He went to uh, Philly for a couple of years in their system, Anaheim. Then he went back to Philly. And in 2016, 17 was his last year. He played in the Danish league or no, sorry. This is the German league with the Nuremberg Thomas Sabo ice tigers, which is a hell of a name. Hell of a that name. reminds me. <laughs> that reminds me of another guy that, that we got in a trade and I had high hopes for him. It's, it's Colton Tubert. Who yeah. we got in the trade for yeah. Dustin Penner. And I and you know, there's a guy that was drafted what eighteenth, thirteenth overall by the Kings. And you thought, oh man, you know, why why would the Kings give up a guy like that for Penner? But there's a reason they gave him up for nothing. Hey, Brad, but, Penner uh, yeah. was good while he was here. He was. Yep. Yeah. He, he put up 25, 27 goals. He was almost always around that. On and, bad you know, teams. <laughs> yeah. And that dude, you know, he always got shit on because he didn't use his size properly. But I'll tell you this, go back and watch all the footages. You find anybody get too close to Hemsky, and Penner was there right now. And that oh, stopped Peggy. right now. He won uh, a cup with LA, so I'm sure like that yeah. trade worked out for them. He won one with Anaheim also, so you know. He, uh, he got his cups. Another one I just want to add to the list as we were talking about, I was thinking, <laughs> I was going through some old Oilers rosters and just like the Rennie era, the Aikens era, all of them have some ghosts that we probably haven't thought about in a while. I want to add another one to the list in Anton Bailoff. Anton <sighs> Bailoff had just off. won. Sorry, Anton Belov. He had just won the KHL Defenseman of the Year in 2012-2013 with Omsk. And he came over to the Oilers. And I remember a lot of us being... Oh fuck! This guy is huge. He's six three, big rusky. We were hoping for another Bobo or something. It just didn't work out. In fifty seven games with the Oilers, he had one goal, six assists, uh, for seven points, and then he bounced back to St. Petersburg in the KHL, and that's where he's been ever since. Right? It's, so far this season, he's got fifteen games played, one goal, two assists. So Anton mm. Belov. There's and that's one. not even going over all of our draft picks from like ninety eight to about oh four. You look at in the top two rounds of all those drafts. I mean, the, the Jesse Ninamakis and, and those type, the Michael Reasons. You really couldn't even get behind those guys because we didn't know it, know that much about <laughs> them, right? So at least these guys that we just referred to, there was some legit hype back then. I don't, I don't know what the hell we were doing back then. That was that was an embarrassment. We had one year, man, where we drafted and not one dude from the damn draft yeah. made the NHL. Yeah. Not one. That's we didn't ins- accidentally pick a guy. Shocking. You said from uh, from like ninety seven on. Maybe I'm the curse. Maybe my birth cursed <laughs> the Oilers. Well, no, I said ninety eight. Oh, ninety seven okay. was well, Boyd Devereaux. I think Boyd ah, Devereaux was our okay. pick in ninety seven, and I was a big fan of Boyd Devereaux. He had a he had a good career. I um, we've done this a few times on Oilers Nation Radio where we look back at some of the picks and players that it's our favorite off season game. <laughs> and it's fucking a real bummer every single time. Like yeah. I mentioned Nail Yakupov off the jump 
And again, I'm sorry, Neil. I love you, buddy. You were great uh, in the community that first year, 2012, 2013, 48 games, 17 goals. I thought you were going to be something special. And then it just, the wheels fell off from the time he was healthy, scratched in like game three or whatever the following season. And in the past calendar year, Neil Yakupov has played for three different KHL teams. So things are not going great for our boy, Neil. I hope he turns it around. Uh, right now he's with Omsk avant-garde in the KHL 13 games, three goals, four assists for seven points. So, and nails technically the Jason bond senior 2.0. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, that high draft pick that really doesn't uh, fill out. Yeah. The bond senior one, at least they had the, uh, the fallback of drafting Smitty a couple picks made later mm-hmm. and he turned out a okay. But if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to hit us up on ON radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Who's your favorite? The answer over the past doesn't even matter decade, two decades, who cares that you just believed in so much that just didn't ever turn out whether like, and now I'm thinking about it, Dan, you pick Rob shrimp. Fuck did I love Rob shrimp. Same with Mark Antoine mm-hmm. Pouliot. I remember him. He's like, Oh, he plays with Crosby. He knows how to play with skill. He's going to inject some, I'm pretty sure low tide probably still talks about Mark Antoine. Pouliot. He does a lot. Man. Like a lot. <laughs> Lodi's convinced that if he didn't get mono, he would have like been an all-star still, man. LT loves MAP. Hey, we forgot about the O, by the way. Omar, Omar, of course. He of gave course. us some good memories, though, man. Dude, that Spinorama goal is the most Heck. overrated co- uh, complaint ever. Like that Spinorama is in the neutral zone. <laughs> he goes in from the blue line in. He's fine, <laughs> skating normal, and the goalie's already twisted upside down. But, also, but like, come on, it made no. They look great. Sense. It looked great. It looked great. It looked it hilarious. Looked great, but like, man, you set yourself up for failure doing that. And like the move he does, like the fake slap oh, come out. Like, it's so good. It. It's so good. Who's the goalie for Tampa? I wish I could remember off the top of my head because he Wouldn't was. Wouldn't it be so Mike Smith? Mad. No. It made no. Uh, it made Bishop Steven Stamko super mad. Oh, Dan, it's I have his jersey for. Uh, it was wasn't it Chris Mason? No, something like that. No, uh, he never played for them. Uh, it might have been Dan Ellis. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to Google Linus Omar Spinorama. Yeah, Dan, look that up. I'm watching it right now. While you guys are doing that, uh, Omar was a fourth-round pick, 97th overall by the Oilers in 2007. He didn't make the leap to the NHL until 2010. Um, He played 51 goals for the Oilers there. Uh, Five goals, 22 assists, 27 points in that first year. Uh, Played in 14 games in his second year. Only one game in his third stint with the Oilers. Then he was 13 in Buffalo and then off to the KHL from there. He is now playing in the Swiss League with Genève Servette. That's a fun name. Genève. (laughs) Sounds very fancy. Who was that? Dan Ellis. It was Dan Ellis. Dan Dan Ellis. Ellis, Super upset. Super upset. I wish we could, uh, you know what? We should try and pull those post games from that night because that would be fucking hilarious because they were real mad at Linus Omar. Stamkos was. Angry, and then he did it. He did a spin around and move on a penalty <laughs> yeah. shot like two weeks later. Yeah, well, yeah, he's inspired. You got to show up for the dude all, when you get the microphone like that. You're just showing up for your team. Yeah, exactly. And again, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want to know who your favorite the answer was that just never quite made it. Maybe you were a fan of Coombs original the answer, which was Al Montoya, huh? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at the pint one night. We were watching the Oilers. They won a game because Al Montoya shut everybody out in the in the shootout. And boy, were we excited! And Coom called him the answer, and we all thought it was hilarious. Boy, were Do we you excited. remember the Al Montoya drama? Oh God, yes. 
That was such a shit show. Don't talk I, to him on game day. Oh, that's ridiculous. Fuck that guy, man. That was so seven funny. Hours, seven hours before the game. Don't get in my head, guys. And I love the people that, like, the people that stood up for him, dude. They're like, what? He's a professional athlete. You shouldn't have to answer the media, like, lobbing questions at him. And I'm like, man, it takes, like, four minutes to sit there and be like, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. I think we got a good chance to win tonight. Like, give short answers. Just oh, do the that Marshawn Lynch. Uh-huh. But also, then, mm-hmm. then the media uh-huh. gets mad about those answers, so... The media has never complained about a player giving cliche answers. If Al Montoya, that's not true at all. They they complain about a coach all the time, John Tortorella. That's because Tortorella is a bit of a dick about it, and he also gives great answers a lot of the time too. He gets fantastic. I'll never forget, and I this was on TSN when Torts was between jobs. He was on the panel for a minute, and. Tampa Bay didn't put whoever's coaching Tampa Bay at the time didn't put Marty St. Louis in the shootout and John Tortorella got so fucking mad and on TSN on their live break or their live hit he just slammed his fist on the desk and he says put him in the goddamn shootout and it made me laugh so hard <laughs> but I didn't have a PVR at the time so I couldn't rewind it and then the next day when they did the replay he gave a very measured answer on why Marty St. Louis should have been in the shootout so TSN obviously made him uh... I fucking love that um, that's why McLovin, the Oilers, gave us a five-star review. He says, biased, it, bias is controlled. The bias on this podcast is very controlled. Most hockey fans are biased about their teams, but the boys really share their opinions and keep them to a minimal. Uh, happy these guys have a voice and a platform to share that. So thank you very much for that one. I'm looking for a negative one here. Got to be some more. <laughs> Man, your, your, mic, your mic lagged for like a second. And then you just talked like super fast. Like your internet wanted you to catch up. So I was like, <laughs> it's like talking and handwriting. Yeah. I wish I could. Do you, do you even know how to handwrite right now, Tyler? I don't. Uh, I like, I remember I still learned it in like grade three or whatever, but my handwriting is like super, it's just my penmanship's a little sloppy when I write fast. Like when I do the notes for the podcast. So we like the letters all connect, but it is not proper cursive. Uh, I don't know if I read this one on a past episode, but I think I probably did. Unsubscribing to this one star from GeoPerf. He says, your constant virtue of signaling makes me sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good, Geo. We'll miss you, but Happens to the best of us. You know what? Geodama. Wear a a mask. Wear a mask, Geo. (laughs) Wear a mask. Stay home. Uh, Wash your hands. Stay home if you have an issue with wearing a mask. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, All right, Tyler, it's time to get your buttons ready. Ooh. We are looking at the Oodle Noodle Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. As always, if you go into Oodle Noodle for a curbside pickup order at any of their 14 locations, 15 on the way for you folks in Fort Saskatchewan, they're donating 10% of the proceeds to local charities and initiatives. You can also watch Jay explain them in the weekly videos. I see that Josh Park just sent me another one today to post. So I am looking forward to going that. This one looks like it is for the Christmas Bureau. So there's a lot of great stuff happening with the folks at Oodle Noodle. 14 locations, my personal favorite, Hotbox, Shrimp, Green Onion Cakes. Makes a lovely meal. I recommend that you check that out as soon as you can. As we do every week, we are starting with our veggies on the hot and cold performers. I'm going to start with the text man himself, Mr. Nation Dan, your Oodle Noodle cold performer of the week. Uh it's going to go to a, a professor at the University of Ontario or University of Ottawa, Amir Atadran or Adaran or Adaran or whatever, um, who, uh, you know, has just taken to Twitter and said that all Albertans deserve to die. And so uh, he gets my cold performer of the week. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. He doesn't appreciate that Alberta <laughs> is turning into Canada's Florida, I guess. 
Mr. Rick, your Oodle Noodle Club from the week. We're going to take a step down and uh, make this a little more a little more fun when it comes to me. I'm going to point the finger at myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday or the day before or the day before, those those music thing came out, the Spotify thing came out. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then uh, I saw somebody on Twitter say, oh, I'm old. I still use YouTube and Google Plus or something like that. Yeah. And that's so why I chimed in. I was like, hey, wait a second. Does nobody use iTunes anymore? I legit still use iTunes. Like and Apple Music? Laughed. I do too. I use Apple no. Music. No, iTunes. You like updated iTunes, your iTunes? Like the iTunes store on my phone. It's like you still pay like a dollar thirty per song. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta you upgrade to Apple kidding. Music at the very least. I did, no, this is what. It, so this is my thing. Is like, hey, so for a month is ten bucks or eight bucks or whatever the hell. It yeah, is. yeah. But what if in that month I don't want to listen to any different music? I, any new music that I don't already have on my, you know, my in my satchel full of music. If I want to just listen to my, then I just waste eight to ten bucks. Oh boy! Oh boy! I didn't oh realize. boy! Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize I, that I was this far behind, and then everyone started making fun of me, and I like said something about you're stuck in 06. and I was like, oh six, like maybe sixteen. Like, am I that far behind? And I oh like, yeah, a whole bunch of yeses. I can't believe what you're telling me right now. <laughs> I can't believe this. Like, it's mind yeah, blowing. Yeah, right? no, I'm, I'm legit. <laughs> I'm not lying to you at all. Oh, that's so funny. Because every year the Spotify thing pops up. Tyler actually sent me a screenshot of his the other day just showing how much he listens to the baby, which I respect. But to just be going song by song when you want one is, man, you yeah, are old school, my I'll friend. like the $10 album or whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, for... it's the, sometimes it's the dollar, it's the $1 song. <laughs> man, okay. I, That's fair. this is amazing. If yeah. you are also like Rick out there and you don't have any subscription service whatsoever, I also want to hear about that because I, what I do is I have a subscription to Apple music and I know that's like the old person one compared to Spotify or whatever. But like I go on Fridays when new music comes out and I download almost everything. And if I like it, I'll keep it on my phone. If I don't, I punt it and it's great. But I just like, I couldn't do that if I was still paying yeah. 10 bucks an album, you know, that's crazy. Amazing. <laughs> Tyler, your oodle noodle cold performer of the week. All right, this is my this is my warning shot. I'm not I'm not technically going to name a cold performer of the week, but this is my message to the NHL and the NHLPA. If you don't smarten up, you will be my cold performers of the week. And if that doesn't scare you into figuring out this stuff, I don't know what will because I'm getting sick of all like I firmly believe that the outdoor game thing was floated out there as a distraction to fans so they would stop talking about the NHL NHLPA fight thing. Like they, they're bickering over money in the middle of a pandemic, millionaires versus billionaires. I'm not taking a side either, but they both need to smarten up and get this figured out. Are you thrilled? I'm not. I'm not thrilled either, Tyler. I'm not thrilled. Because like you said, I think you said it on real life. Every Monday, we're finding out that this is a very important week mm-hmm. for the NHL and the PA every <laughs> yeah. single Monday. So I look forward to hearing about it on Monday. Uh. Uh, my oodle noodle cold performer of the week. This is going to be, this is a hurtful one. Uh, I couldn't believe what I heard before the show when we were doing some prep. One of us on this podcast does not even control his own fantasy team in the nation football draft. Damn it. And I think that that is shocking behavior for our sports guy to not manage his own football team in the nation fantasy draft. Tyler Yaremchuk, you are my cold performer of the week. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. I I'm technically, so sad that I'm not able to see his face for this. <laughs> I technically, I would like to explain how this works. 
My girlfriend <laughs> is great. She watches football with me every Sunday. And I said, hey, you know what? Just so you can have, you know, a little bit more to watch for here in the games. Why don't you run one of my fantasy teams for me? So the nation real life one is, if I'm putting it bluntly, one of the lower buy-ins that I do every Whoa. year. So I said, you can, you can run this team and I will act. I, I still have to okay some of the moves, but I act as like the president of football fantasy operations. She's just the GM and it works well. So I, I am not apologizing for this. I think it's a good system and it helps my relationship. So I do not apologize for hiring a general manager for my team. Uh, uh, Mr. Nation, Dan, you are part of this draft as well. Your thoughts on this scandalous behavior. It's disgusting. You know, frankly, uh, I think the, I think the, uh, I think the, the commissioner of the league, Smigorowski, needs to have a look into this. I don't think that this should be allowed. And I don't Why think not? Scott should be allowed it's not in, in the chat group yet. Fantasy drafts. I still, I still talk in the chat group. I'm still an active part of the league. I check the scoreboard. Yeah, but it's, but it's all fake. It's all Shouldn't she be no. part of the chat group then? No, I just yes. delegate. She I delegate a, a few responsibilities group. around the organization. Out of the chat group. I don't think Bobby Nix was taking phone calls that uh, Pete was uh, <laughs> supposed to be talking on. You could argue he <laughs> maybe should have, though. <laughs> oh, that may be right. Yeah. Uh, now you're calling your girlfriend the Peter Shirelli to your Bobby Nix. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> if she doesn't get us into the playoffs, I might need to look into making some front office changes. <laughs> well, it's going to be, these are tough decisions, but sometimes you have to make them, you know? Yep. Uh, unbelievable. Well, you're welcome for that, Tyler. Thank you, Bag Milk. Thank hey. you for letting the truth get out there. I thought about not saying it because yeah. Tyler said, I'm never going to say it on real life. And when he said, I'm never going to say it on real life, that's when I decided that I was going to say it here. And I will let the surveyor Bretts of the world tell the boys on the real life podcast that this is going on. Okay. Uh, okay. Flipping the ledger, the positive news from the past seven days. I'm going to start in reverse because I just shit on him. Tyler, I'm Chuck, your Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week. My Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week. I had another cold performer that I wanted to get off my chest that I didn't do. Uh, My other cold performer, the Rangers, for not letting their prospects go play in the World Juniors. They should have let them do that. It's good to give them experience. And I want to watch more meaningful hockey. Uh, But my Hot Performer of the Week is uh, I'm going to go with my Buffalo Bills because, you know what, I haven't, I haven't given them some love recently. I know Rick's a Dolphins fan on this big podcast. Weekend. Big weekend. It's a big weekend coming up, but my Bills are playing good. They got the Cardinals, or sorry, the Niners, Niners. playing in Arizona on Monday on night. Monday. It's, it'll be a good week for my Bills. I'm, I actually think the Dolphins will probably still win too because it's the Bengals, but my Bills are hot right now. They're rolling. My Buffalo Bills, they are my hot perform of the week for their win last week over the Chargers. I like this right here. Uh, Rick, your oodle noodle hop from the week. Well, I think I can push that one back to next week. So I'm going to go with, I just saw this on Twitter today and I think everyone should go look at, uh, I think they look pretty damn cool. Bauer has come up with some world junior skates. Yeah. Uh, they have the Canadian ones, the American ones, Swedish ones. I think those skates look pretty dope, man. So I'm going to give it to Bauer and their, uh, and their world junior skates. <laughs> They looked, They just look cool. There's something yeah, different. Man. Why not? Have a little fun with your skates, if you will. Mr. Nation Dan, your Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week. Uh, well, I'll take you guys back to a, a date in history. September the 28th, 2015. Uh, a, a little six-year-old girl with leukemia, Spider Mabel, as she was called, uh, came to the rescue of the Edmonton Oilers and saved our captain, Andrew Ferentz, from certain peril. And... Uh, if you haven't followed along with her story, uh, they actually went ahead and made a, a movie about her called Spider Mabel, a real life superhero story. 
I was able to check that out this weekend at the Calgary Film Festival through digital means, of course. Um, but if you so if you haven't had a chance to check that out, uh, the Spider Mabel, a real life superhero story, the movie is just absolutely phenomenal. It takes you back to that time in history when when our city just rallied around a, a little girl with leukemia that you know that is that has seen you know some of the depths of of cancer survival, um, and it also follows her afterwards and kind of her growth as a as a human and and as a as a person that's, you know, an ambassador for the city now. So yeah, uh, Spider Mabel, a real life superhero story, my hot form of the week. What were you doing there? I Just saw you messing with the fader up. a little bit. Oh, nice. I wish I had faders that I could play with. Uh, my oodle noodle hot performer of the week to wrap us up. Uh, first of all, I just want to give a shout out to Josh Park. He's not my hot performer of the week, but he makes me laugh all the time because my text to this poor kid, I send him the stupidest videos that I find on the internet. And I'm like, Josh, I've got an idea. Follow me through on this one. So today he just posted a uh, vibe cat with Connor McDavid highlights behind it and some hilarious techno music or some kind. And it makes me laugh. I'm, I've been watching it for the last two minutes. Just vibe cat having a good time on a Friday. So Josh Park, I appreciate you, buddy. But my hot performer of the week, this is very, very exciting for me because I'm selfish. That guy, Mike M on Twitter, blew my fucking mind yesterday when he sent me a picture of a beef and ched Big Mac, which is something that I've been oh, talking yeah. about on this podcast for a couple of weeks, which is just two beef and cheds stacked on top of each other. People were like, well, bag milk, you have to take out one of the pieces of bread. And I was like, that's right, you do. So you take out the bottom bun from the top sandwich because the top bun from the bottom sandwich has all the cheesiness, all the sauciness, all the goodness on there. And my boy, that Genius. guy, Mike M on Twitter, that guy, Mike M, recreated my vision and he said it was delicious. And Mike, you are my hot performer of the week for your heroism with the Arby's. Beef and Chad Big Mac. He's a hot guy. He probably is a hot guy too. I can't tell by the by the Abby, but I'm assuming he is. A hot As in, guy. he has the meat sweats. Old buddy, after eating that, <laughs> oh. meat sweats. Although Rick did yeah. make a, a an acknowledgement on my Instagram. A little light on the meat. I would probably go with the half pounders and just if you're going to do it. Yep. Yeah. Really no. Really. Listen, it's that's it, a great idea what you had there, putting those together. It looks actually really good. Delicious. But if we're talking about getting down to business here, getting down to brass tacks, mm -hmm. you say, you know what? I'll just take two half pounders, please. And I tell you what, those things are thick. They are Chris the intern thick. Oh, nice. They're Chris cold. the intern, by They're the way, not thick at all. The bearded one. <laughs> the bearded intern, former intern. Is Josh he? Tires changed him, man. Oh yeah, he's got a nice little beard. Well groomed. Looks great. Got a new puppy. Oh, Chris, the former intern, tire guy. Tire, tire guy. guy. Uh, lastly, just to wrap up Oilers Nation Radio, episode 115, I'm just going to ask you guys for some more reviews. No matter where you listen to the podcast, you may even listen to it via iTunes, paying 99 cents per episode. <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing or not. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> leave us a review i don't care what it is i will read it you can tell us you hate us you can tell us you love us i just want to hear from you we just want some feedback also earlier in the podcast we were talking about the answers that didn't quite pan out here in edmonton i want to know who's your picks as well so on radio podcast on twitter and instagram hit tyler up in the dms with those we want to know who you're thinking and uh Beyond that, I just want to say thank you to Sherwood Ford, the giant skip the dishes, Cornerstone Insurance, and Oodle Noodle for making it all possible. All four of you boys for being here today. And uh, from Bag Milk, Rick, Tyler Remchuk, and Nation Dan, this is Oilers Nation Radio, episode 115. That's a wrap. Have a great weekend, everybody.
Out, Damien. The Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.